everybody and welcome to episode, I forget, of Megan Fun and Sports, but it's post-Thanksgiving. I'm Megan Connolly. She's Megan Gailey, who is finally back in LA after 18 days. 18 days. 18 days. And I don't think I got COVID. I'm definitely knocking on wood. And I only gained five pounds. And you're growing a baby. So I think yeah. that's a huge success. Yeah, because I do think I've entered into the phase when they do start yelling at you for how much weight you've gained. That's a thing? That's a that's like a real thing. Yeah. You go what to the you doctor. You body shame a pregnant woman. Oh, people do it a lot. Um, I, and, and honestly, I'm looking back on interactions I've had with pregnant women and feeling deep shame. I remember interviewing a woman at the... So where is the, um, Sue in Chicago? That's at the field museum. Okay. So I was interviewing a woman at the field museum and I think I called her, oh no, I'm really embarrassed to say this. I think I called her a thousand months pregnant. (laughs) Ooh. (laughs) And I remember, you know, I was like 26 at the time. Like, I'm like, this is funny. And now I'm like, if someone did that to me, I would fucking kill them. I'm... I am back in LA. Megan, I am filled with a rage right now that is so intense and it is directed at my next door neighbors who I believe to be putting in a pool um, because I feel like the man said that to me in passing once. And I was woken up today to my house shaking, which sometimes happens in LA and you assume it's an earthquake or mm-hmm. it's a blonde man with a ponytail putting a pool in. And my <laughs> husband had to, was asked to move his car. Our street is entirely blocked and on top, like shake. I mean, the loudest shit, please go to my Instagram to hear the the volume that this is happening in my own bedroom. On top of that, they are also filming a TV show on my street this week, and it is being filmed by a network that I have two failed pilots at. Wow. So it's welcome back to LA, Megan Daly. Oh my God. And so I- happen in the Midwest. No. Movies aren't typically filmed on streets in Indianapolis every now and then, you know, Hoosiers and and whatnot, Indiana. I don't want to shit on it too much, but the film industry of Indiana, no hard knocks filled filmed next door to my parents and they didn't even know it happened. So discreet HBO is discreet, I guess. I'm, I, I've fled my home. I'm at my husband's office. I, and I, the thing is my neighbors, they don't like us. And I know that, and I do think it's my fault. And so I was going to go over big, huge pregnant, like, you know, a thousand months and give them some sort of like Christmas peace offer and be like, hi. And now fuck no. I think I'm going to, I honestly feel like I'm going to put a curse on them. How would, how would you go about doing that? I don't know. I just think maybe. No, no. I, th- I have the idea. We talked about on our first episode, crystals. I think you yeah. should find a bad crystal, put it in the mailbox. Yeah. And I love workmen. Like if you drive a truck, if you drill, if you have a logo from like a work site, I, like th- these are my people and I'm giving them mean eyes right now. I'm mad at them too. And it's not even their fault, but I'm just walking out there. Oh my God. Two people got in a road rage fight across me yesterday. It's mayhem here. It's mayhem. Well, so that's, we are that's glad you're back, I think. <laughs> um, 
in LA. You had a, a comedy show in Indianapolis that I assume was a huge hit. Welcome home. Megan Gailey, you tried out some pregnancy jokes that I assume made yeah. everybody laugh. Um, yeah, I think the women like it more. I think the women are liking the pregnancy material more than the men. Oh, it's more related. Sense. Yeah, and I think it makes the men feel bad. And that's actually the goal. So, okay. mission accomplished. Well, that's good. <laughs> um, I ran the 5K. Uh, we did a little over-under bet. And the under hit 18 minutes and 13 seconds, which I was thrilled with. That's a six-minute mile. 547, if we want to get technical. That is, Megan, that is insane. That's insane. I was I very told- pleased until I got demolished by a literal 10-year-old. And everyone knew her. They said her name when she crossed the finish line. Um, Local legend. And um, she had me in a body bag by a mile two. Wasn't even close. Is she tall? No. She's like 65 pounds. Yeah. And I was running behind her. I kept thinking she's going to die. And she didn't die. So we are awaiting. How does she even have legs to do that? Blood doping. I mean. I'm just kidding. She's not blood doping. Wild. What? I mean, 10, she's not even in middle school yet. So she, she's not even on like, do they have cross country in elementary school? Um, depends where, but I think, you know, we should consider investing a lot of money in her now for the Olympics. And then maybe we raise her as our own and then make money off of all of her endorsements. Okay. So you don't want to sabotage her. You want to take her under your wing. Well, I think in Florida, you could get away with kidnapping someone pretty easily. So a hundred percent. Yeah. And you're a blonde woman. They're not going to prosecute you. No. So I think we should raise her as our podcast's own speedster. Wow. Did you see the parents? No. She might be an orphan, you know, and that may be what fuel that, that may be what fuels her. Wow. That's crazy. I did tell my mom that you hit the under. She doesn't know what that means. I just told her you ran it in 18 minutes and she was like, we, I mean, this is why we were doing our, um, post Thanksgiving dinner, pre pie walk. You know, I, I, we went outside to get the, get the blood flowing. We maybe walked mm, three quarters of a mile. So we were out there hustling too. And I was like, yeah, Megan ran a 18, 13, 5k. And she was like, what? And I go, yeah, she ran, she ran at Northwestern. And she was like, oh my God. So she's fast and smart. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, she's fast and smart. It's really, it's really insane that we're working together. Oh, stop. Um, I'm very but the, rest slow. the rest of Thanksgiving was a big hit. I started gambling last week. We'll get to more on that during the show. Um, I also spent Thanksgiving Day with Rick Pitino. Did not disappoint his Iona Gales upset a ranked Alabama team. And I was laughing because Iona is a Catholic institution. And mm-hmm. on the bench, sitting next to Rick Pitino, is the school priest, I assume. <gasps> Amazing. chaplain. So, Amazing. you know, he, he's doing some time right now with the Catholic church after everything that went on. So it's good, good for him. Well, he's Italian and Italians love the Catholic church. And I mean, that's where the Vatican is and well, it's, you know, in, it's in Vatican, but it's in Italy. So I think, 
I think he's the, per- I think Rick Pitino is actually like a great example of what a Catholic is. If that makes sense, you know, well, they, All were can be forgiven. Half, they were 12 and a half point underdogs. My husband told me not to bet it. And I said, <gasps> I'd always bet Rick Pitino on Thanksgiving and they won outright. So I made money and it was, it was great. Um, wow. Is he dying yeah, his was- hair? What's his hair look like? It, it was in good, good color. So oh, he's probably black. putting a little bit of dye there. It's wow. it's not quite Coach K level. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not all gray yet. He has a little salt and pepper, but you can tell he's taken a little product and maybe just mm-hmm. a little tap, tap on each side to oh, it's, cover up it's, some. I, for some reason, was hearing Iona, and my dumb brain was like, it's got to be in a cornfield. Um, but it's actually in New Rochelle, New York. So he's close enough to the city. He can pop in and visit a church, a gentleman's um, club, anything, anything he wants. Maybe do a twofer. You know, you go to the gentleman's club, and then you go, you stop by St. Patrick's Cathedral, and, and you get your confession on, and then you go home. And it's like, that's a wash. Nothing happened. Well, and most importantly for recruiting, which is the name of the game in college basketball, he can provide, you know, ladies of the night from New York with transportation to Iona. And ladies of the night from New York, that's a, that's a high caliber. That's a, oh, I was hearing a story. You just went to Evansville, right? I did. Yep. And someone, this while I was in Indiana, I was hearing a story secondhand that someone was mad at their boyfriend, husband, something for going to a strip club in Evansville, Indiana. And to that, I said, I wish CJ would go to a strip club in Evansville, Indiana. And then he would know how good he has it. Um, because even at five months pregnant, I put myself up against any Evansville, Indiana stripper. Uh, after spending a little time there, I think I think that I'd put you against them as well. Thank you so much. (laughs) All right. Anyways, that was us talking all about Thanksgiving and neighbor problems and running and all things that you probably don't really care about, but we're going to get to business. What everyone on the internet is talking about in the sports world right now, college football is back in a huge way. I really, I love college football. Didn't care about it much throughout this season. I don't know if it's because I've been traveling on Saturdays or because the product hasn't been as good. But anyways, back in a big way, we had the Iron Bowl this past weekend. College football playoff is is rapidly solidifying. Mm-hmm. And there's been a ton of blockbuster headline deals for college football coaches. Our first is Lincoln Riley. Megan, give me your thoughts on Lincoln Riley headed to Southern California. First of all, I didn't know who Lincoln Riley was. Um, It sounds like a name made up by the college football gods, you know, much in the way of Dabo. They all, the coaches' names are always like, well, of course, you know, cartoon characters. And he's coming to USC. I say, welcome. Um, If you want to buy the house next door to me, there's a pool going in. He's being offered $110 million from reports. And USC is, I believe, buying him a house in LA, $6 million, and paying, like, buying him out of his house in Oklahoma for $500 over ask. Two houses. He has two two houses in Oklahoma. And they are buying for $500 over asking price. Well, this is, that's bad real estate. um, Let me just say, right now, asking price is already probably ridiculous. Because we've all seen what's happened to the housing market. So this is... 
This is a great time to be bought out. And then, and then what is USC going to do with these houses? Like, is the president allowed to go stay there in Oklahoma if he wants to? Like, are they going to then flip them? <gasps> that would be fun. If we get like an HGTV, we're going to get Lincoln Riley's house. Like USC bought it for 500 over ask. So we got to get in there and we got to get it to market value for what they paid for it. I think this is a fun HGTV show. Okay. I have been watching a lot of Selling Sunset since I've been back, um, an amazing show. And it start, and you know, they do have athletes, um, French Montana and the man who played Shang-Chi. So they really went star studded for the clientele this season. And I'm like, I think Lincoln Riley has got to get on Selling Sunset. And I was wondering who would be his, like which girl he would gravitate towards to be his broker and it's obviously Chriselle um, who used to be married to the man from This Is Us and then very public divorce but Chriselle is like a Disney princess so pretty like she is classic girl next door and I just imagine a man from Oklahoma would go goo goo gaga like tongue out of his mouth and whenever someone is moving to LA I'm like what neighborhood are they going to be in you know USC is downtown but I'm guessing he'll still probably be in like Woodland Hills or something. Um, that's where a lot of the Lakers live. Woodland Hills, Calabasas. Yeah, well, that's all, we I, also that's all I've been that, thinking um, about. <laughs> so his family also gets a private jet to use whenever they want. So if this his family still would like t- to live in Oklahoma, they can. If not, they can move to L.A. They can fly day of wherever they want at any time. And... <sighs> Um, I mean, it's life is good right now for Lincoln Riley, but what, in all seriousness, I am thrilled that college football players and college athletes in general can finally get paid because these deals have been happening a lot. Like not just, this one is a little bit ridiculous, but coaches get paid an absurd amount. And then there's always the buyout because, you know, they give them a contract extension and then they suck. So then the school has to buy them out. And then the schools say, well, there's no money to pay the players, but like, there clearly is money to pay the players if they're yeah. giving Lincoln Riley all this much. So I'm very happy that the players are getting paid now. Um, and USC but- has had massive scandals and massive settlements. They had um, a sexual assault um, scandal that led to a massive settlement. So it's like they've been paying out money and they still have this money to spend this deal. It honestly makes me kind of feel embarrassed for them. Like, it's like, they want to be with him so badly that they're giving him a PJ. Like guys, you're USC. This is supposed to be like the Mecca of college football. And you're giving some dude I've never even fucking heard of family, a jet that is thirsty. Y'all. Um, but well, yes, you're you're hundred percent correct about the, the the prices and the salaries. The pressure is on. Like USC needs to be back. They've been gone for quite some time. Mm-hmm. Um the Pac 12 is wide open. Oregon has been good as of late. Obviously, mm-hmm. there's going to be no Pac 12 team represented in the college football playoff this year unless a miracle of some sort happens. But USC really needs to be back. The pressure is on. They deliver. They offer Lincoln Riley this unbelievably generous deal. And now with all of the transfer rules, Lincoln Riley can say to his guys at Oklahoma, like, hey, guys, I love you. Why don't you just come to USC too? enter the portal and come to USC? So now Oklahoma has every right to be pissed because a lot of these guys can just just go follow Lincoln, which we'll see how that all pans out. But Megan, what would you need from Oklahoma 
to take this job at USC. You mean like what would what would USC be offering me? What would yeah, like Lincoln Riley got this deal. Yeah. So like, do you have any add-ons that you would need? Um, I'd really love like no, I'd really love like a yearly pass to Disney. Not even I don't even think I would go that much, but I know he has kids, and you're in Southern California. Yeah, so yearly pass to Disney, probably Universal Studios, and I would want it to be a sort of they're not. I'm not. I'm not a Corella Deville. They don't need to shut down the whole park for my family, but I'd like for them to limit the amount, and I would want to cut the lines. Um, gosh, I'd want. I'd want directly behind home plate Dodgers tickets. I want courtside Lakers. I'd want to go to the Super Bowl at SoFi. Like this is stuff that he's, this is like, I sound like a poor person putting it together because that's what I am. Like, I'm like, he's going to get all this stuff. Like there's no way he's not going to go to the Super Bowl, but yeah, I'd want to go to the Oscars. Um, I'd probably want to go to the Golden Globes because that's the one people get fucked up at. I'd, if Adele does another one of those concerts at the Griffith Observatory, I want to go to that. Um, I want a house in Malibu. I want a police escort so I don't have to deal with LA traffic. And hmm, I'd want my kids to be able to sing the Star Spangled Banner at any single LA sporting event they want to with less than 24 hours notice. So your kids are going to sing? If they want to. I just want, I'm, I'm like, all of these things are just like options open. Options open. The last one seems a little bit random, but all the others, I, you know, the Malibu house, the, I also think a lot of these could be used as recruiting tools. You could say, Hey, look, I need passes to the golden globes because I need to take recruits there so they can have an LA experience. Absolutely. And then USC says, Oh, okay. Yep. Whatever you need, get the recruits. Well, and like, it, it is kind of an unfair advantage. I always think of this as a Pacers fan, um, because, I do think that NBA players have the most freedom of choice of where they wind up. And I think that sort of limits small market teams um, and why you see such an influx of major, major names going to the Bay or LA or New York or Brooklyn. Like that kind of makes sense. And it's like, how is Oklahoma? You know, there's going to be guys that that are like, I just want to play football. I don't want distractions. Um, and, and Oklahoma still gives me the best chance. You know, they have Heisman trophy winners. It's not like it's a, it's a bad school. It's a great football school, but you're dangling Los Angeles over a 17 year old kid's head. It's going to need to be some mamas coming in and going, you're not moving to Los Angeles because that's a very, very difficult. Yeah. That's definitely an upper hand. For sure. Well, and we saw, we all saw that documentary with Lori Laughlin and her daughter and all the rich people paying millions and millions of dollars to get their kids into prestigious universities, namely USC. Um, and I think that makes USC even more attractive. It's like, well, if these people yeah. who money is not an issue for are willing to pay that much to go to USC, obviously there's something really special about it and it's worth it. So I think that only adds to it. Yeah. I was on a Zoom funeral with Felicity Huffman a week after she got out of jail. There's so much to I know. To dissect from this. It was crazy. First of all, I, a Zoom funeral. I went to probably five Zoom funerals. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Some better than others, wow. to be honest. Some better than others. I didn't even know she was out of jail yet. 
but I was scrolling and I'm like, oh my God, Felicity's home. Did she have a great, great lighting? I feel like she looks great. She looked great. And I was very happy. And hers was, I think hers was, she paid someone to take her son's SATs. And I don't even think her son knew. (laughs) It's one of those things where it was like bad. And then Olivia Jade and then the other one, they, theirs was, theirs felt worse. But Felicity Huffman, because William H. Macy, he didn't get in trouble at all. (laughs) It was just, it was just F Huff doing it. And I say for that, Godspeed. But also, if you're paying to get your kids in somewhere, why don't you shoot Ivy? You know, like, Northwestern is better than USC. I think they could have just gotten into USC. Yeah, maybe it's, like, a little less discreet. And then, like, the Ivies, you have to deal with all the hedge fund people and and their money trying to get there. And then, you know, USC, a lot of famous people are in L.A., so they want their kids close to home. Um. Anyways, that's, um, (laughs) I was about to bring up legally blonde. I'm like, she did it. Okay. Yeah. So it's, yeah, I, I do like all these headlines. Are we going to get into the next big one? We are. Um, so this one is tough and near and dear to our producer, Eddie Spaghetti. Last night, as we were going through what we were going to talk about on the show, it was like, oh, it's kind of a quiet, quiet little day here. Brian Kelly abandoned Notre Dame. Mm -hmm. Um, He's leaving. He's taking the job at LSU. Eddie, our producer, I don't, I don't know if he even has any, any comments to share. Anything you just want to let out right now before Megan and I really break down Brian Kelly? Okay. Uh, yeah, I'll just say it was, it, it was a total shock uh, for a team that was 11-1 and one in a rebuild year that could potentially get a college football playoff berth if some things go right their you know their, their way uh, conference championship weekend it was a total shock i'm not sure if this move in the next year or two is even going to benefit him i think Notre Dame has a better recruiting class i know they do for the next two years so they should be better than lsu but uh what it comes down to is brian kelly wanted to win a national championship we know from just seeing the committee it's an easier path to the playoff through the sec uh they favor sec teams more and, uh, you know, LSU, it is a, the hotbed of recruiting down over there. And if they get a couple of special players like they did a few years back with Joe Burrow and that offense, uh, I'm sure Brian Kelly, who is a pretty good recruiter, will, will do a good job there. But it was just a, a real low blow to Notre Dame fans. Well, I, that I, was I, I'm very – that I'm so, you sound – you don't even sound that bitter. You sound like a nice, like, wife who's been left. Like, you're well, giving him a lot. <laughs> It's you're you're definitely right about that. Number one, I was never really the biggest Brian Kelly fan. I mean, if you can yeah. see the stuff that he's kind of dealt with, like you know, I never liked him coming in. He's been a hothead who's blamed players, which I don't agree with. Uh, they're eighteen year old kids; like he's got to do better than 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 scream at them. But it's undeniable the fact that he put the program in a lot better position. I mean, five straight ten win seasons. Like I said, eleven and one this year. The best thing he did. Tommy Rees, offensive coordinator, and bring in Marcus Freeman from Cincinnati last year as defensive coordinator. So you have two phenomenal uh, coordinators who could definitely, um, you know, lead this team. And I think they may name Freeman head coach, uh, and they can help with recruiting. They better. I think they better put them in a good spot. If they don't lose to LSU, I know that's the fear now. um, Well, so I grew up a Notre Dame fan, born and raised. I used to tell my parents I wanted to go to Rudy College. I am an Irish Catholic Midwesterner. I think it's in my blood to be a Notre Dame fan. My sister then went on to Notre Dame. 
throughout college, I struggled cheering for Northwestern because Notre Dame was in my blood. But I would say within the last three years, I've just become very annoyed with Notre Dame. And as a Notre Dame quote unquote fan, because I don't really know where I where I fall now, I've, I've sort of started to hate them. But um, I never loved Brian Kelly, much like our producer, Eddie Eddie Spaghetti, um, but he did keep the program relevant. So it was like, well, yeah, we'll keep them. I mean, you can't fire a guy after going 11 and one. And, but the thing that gets me about this is that Notre Dame could be in the college football playoff. And he just literally left the team in the middle of the night, didn't notify any staff members and it breaks on the internet. And they have an 11 minute meeting this morning where he says, Hey guys, I'm out. Sorry. <laughs> At 7 a.m. Oh, I'd be pissed. Um, yeah, so I've hated Notre Dame my whole life. Um, and that is very shocking to people. I was also raised Irish Catholic in Indiana. Um, but my dad hated Notre Dame. And yeah, we just hated it. Uh, and then I went to Purdue and Purdue beats Notre Dame sometimes and it's fun. So I love when there's drama there, especially, oh my God, when the priest, like the lead priest man, like I'm, I'm talking not just, I don't just, I don't hate the football team. I, I hate the university. Um, and oh yeah, the priest got COVID while he was at like Mayor, uh, Coney Barrett's induction, like just pieces of shit up and down. Um, and touchdown Jesus, I think is weird. I think the whole thing is weird. I think Rudy's a boring, bad movie. So when the soundtrack is fantastic. Okay. I'll give you that. So when there is, um, drama there. I love it. I also think Brian Kelly is a dick. Um, I don't think he's a nice person. It is confusing to me that, um, to me, Notre Dame, that's like, that's the Holy grail. Um, and I can say that even as someone that doesn't like it, admittedly that, yeah, LSU, like, Listen, I like the water boy, but it's, and, and I know that they've won recently, but to me, Notre Dame is just the more prestigious job. And if you can win a national championship at Notre Dame, there's nothing bigger than that. Um, but this is obviously like so financially driven. And, and I do have a hard time like wondering at what point do you have enough money? You know, like you're making so much money. You live in South Bend, Indiana. There's nowhere you could spend this. Like you, you own probably five houses. You can do whatever you want. You could drive through the campus drunk with your dick out and they're not going to arrest you. And now you're going to go to Louisiana, which where it'll be probably the same, but it's like, it's, it's all just for money. And I guess my, I have a hard time feeling bad for these schools because this is what happens. This like, how did they get Brian Kelly? Well, he came from somewhere else. They poached him from somewhere else. And so it's sort of that old adage of like, this is happening on Vanderpump Rules right now. Lala Kent and Randall Emmett, I'm going back to reality TV. Um, Lala was like, you cannot trust this guy who cheated on you. She's saying this to a friend and they're all saying to her, okay, but your fiance, you were his mistress. And so you think you can trust him? Like once a cheater, always a cheater is sort of my, my thing. So like if, if you leave your wife for somebody, that new wife needs to be afraid. 
If you leave a college for a different college, that college needs to be afraid. Like, there's no victims here. It's all rich universities that continue to be rich. The only victims, I guess, are the kids. Um, but because of the transfer portal, it's changed so much. But I just, I like, I'm not going to feel bad for Oklahoma and Notre Dame. I just can't. There's just not a world where I'm like, gosh, I hope the president of those universities okay. I'm sure they're fucking assholes. I'm sure they're fine. The only thing I'll disagree really with you on that is this is, this, we haven't seen a move like this happen in maybe ever. I mean, the fact that Brian Kelly is at the Mecca Notre Dame and he's taken away to LSU. Like Brian Kelly came from Western Michigan to Notre Dame. So it was like Mac school to the Mecca. And so now we're seeing like this crossover there, which is, which is just crazy, especially the fact that like Notre Dame season is far from over. I mean, they could Mm -hmm. still get in and he's peacing out. Um, But I just, I just wanted to go over some of the, um, some of the messages exchanged between Brian Kelly and his staff last night at 10 8 PM, a message was sent and I'm going to read it. He said, men, let me first apologize for the late night text. And more importantly, for not being able to share the news with you in person that I will be leaving Notre Dame. I'm flying back to South Bend tonight to be able to meet with you in the morning, but the news broke late today and I'm sorry you found out through social media. I'll have more to share when we meet tomorrow at 7 a.m. But for now, just know that my love for you is limitless. And I am so proud of all that you have accomplished. Our program is elite because of your hard work and commitment. And I know that will continue. I will share more in the morning when we meet again. Again, my sincere apologies for not being able to be the one to share the news directly with you, Coach Kelly. So then in the morning, oh, by the way, Brian Kelly's 10-year deal North of a hundred million with incentives is what is reported. Um, when the news broke, one of his assistants was at a recruit home and walked out of the house, saw the news on Twitter, said that he looked like a fucking asshole. And then um, <laughs> another news that Eddie is going to be upset about LSU is allegedly making a hard run at offensive coordinator, Tommy yeah. Reese, who I love. Um, and then this report came out earlier today as well. Um, Matt LaFleur and Robert Sala were graduate assistants at the time, and they thought they were invited to a party at the then Central Michigan head coach, Brian Kelly's house. I said Western Michigan. He was at Central. I apologize. I messed up my Michigan schools in the Mac. But then Kelly, they were not over to party. They were, in fact, over to um, shovel snow. And park cars shovel snow and then be the valet and then bring the cars back to the people who were at the party. I mean, that's movie villain shit. Um, and then they went back to their joint apartment. They're two of the head coaches in the NFL that I have a giant crush on. So I'm like, Ooh, I wish I could have gone to that apartment. And they made a vow to each other to be like, we will never treat people this way. So it's like, yeah, Brian Kelly's just a bad guy. Um, and, that's, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a business. I think it's a dirty business. I think it's a bad business. I would recommend two 
uh, documentaries that honestly changed the way that I viewed college sports head to toe. One is Schooled. Um, it came out probably 10 years ago, but I think it's still relevant. And then also The Hunting Ground, um, which goes into great detail about the alleged Jameis Winston assault and then also a assault uh, by a Notre Dame football player that led to the alleged victim committing suicide. So, you know, maybe check those out. I've read The System. Um, it's a book by Jeff Benedict where he goes into the scandal that is college football. Have not seen those two documentaries. I agree with you. It's a dirty business. But I think here, Brian Kelly, I'm a Notre Dame fan. I want him to fuck off. Yeah. Um, and I and I get that because I'm, I'm a recovering Notre Dame fan. I, I grew up one. And I'm, I'm not quite where I was once, but... Um, in honor of our producer, Eddie, I decided to come up with a list of Notre Dame coaching candidates. Oh, amazing. Got it right here. Wrote it down. Um, so I would like Eddie to, to tell me what he thinks. I put, put a lot of time and effort into this. Um, my first candidate was actually Tommy Reese. Uh, we know him. We love him as Notre Dame football fans slash ex-fans. My favorite was the headline in the Chicago Tribune that said, all we are saying is give Reese a chance. There was this great little story about how his brother gave him a mop when he started at Notre Dame and said, this is what everyone thinks of you. And Tommy Reese came in and really changed the narrative. <laughs> he was, um, he was one of the better quarterbacks that Notre Dame's had. Um, but I don't think it will happen because one, he's probably going to go to LSU with Kelly Two, I don't see Notre Dame hiring a first time head coach. I just don't see it happening. Um, so I think we can cross him off the list. Um, my next thought was when everyone thinks of Notre Dame, they think of, of Brady Quinn mainly because he's extremely attractive. I understand that he's not going to be a football coach. It's just not going to happen, but I could look at him all day. Saturday morning, he looked unbelievable in the cold. He had that gray jacket on men take notes. Um, you should all be dressing like that. But I do think Brady Quinn should be, uh, the cross country coach because if he came to my home to recruit me, you'd run, I, I'd run as fast as he wanted me to at all times of the day. I mean, if he's waiting for you at the finish line. So anyways, that's just a little tip for all the, the people who are looking for a cross country coach out there. Um, my next thoughts, Bill O'Brien. Uh, he is currently at Alabama. Yeah. And he's Irish. Penn State. Irish. He has history with Bill Belichick. He was the head coach of the Texans. It didn't really mm -hmm. end well. Eddie, Billy O, you like him? I think the answer is going to be Marcus Freeman. I, the reason why mm -hmm. I do like, I don't, I don't actually don't think Reese is going to leave Notre Dame. I mean, it wouldn't make any sense for him to be a quarterback in Notre Dame and then to be finally named uh, offensive coordinator in Notre Dame this year and then to bolt for LSU, a different school he has no ties to. When if, if he stays with the team, I'm sure they could kind of boost him up to like assistant head coach. Yeah. Um, and, and then he'll, you know, have his time to shine in the future. He's still a very young guy, but Marcus Freeman, they brought, you know, he was in Cincinnati's defensive coordinator last year. They brought him in, uh, oh, like he had to choose between LSU last year and Notre Dame. He picked Notre Dame. So I think to keep him away from LSU again, uh, they'll just name him uh, head coach, which it seems like that's gaining some momentum right now as, uh, on, on the Twitter verse as we're recording this podcast. But uh, and I, you, your point is right. They don't like to hire first time head coaches. But I think in this nope. scenario to not lose him, you have to because he's done a really good job in recruiting as well. They've gotten some really good recruits because of uh, Marcus Freeman. So I am a fan of him and I hope Tommy Rees crossing fingers stays as OC. Well, I got a couple more for you that are going to be available slash are still available. You, you might laugh at this one, Eddie, but um, 
Matt Nagy, you know, he's in Chicago. It's the recruiting landscape. He's not going to have a job. What do we say? I think he needs to take it. I think he needs to take a year out of the spotlight. You know, I think he needs to like go somewhere, regroup. And then I think his name has just been dragged so much in a way that I feel bad for him. All right. Another person who's available on the market. Go ahead. Laugh all you want. The clapper, Jason Garrett. Okay. Uh huh. He has no, red hair. He has red hair. Irish. This one. He's probably going to be out of a job. I love it if he's five years younger. Pete Carroll. Yeah, I don't think he. I don't. I don't. I don't think he would ever go back to the NCAA. I think that USC scandal. I think he's like, I got to stay in the NFL. They're mad at me forever. I like it, but he's just too old. Um. And then my out-of-the-box hire candidate, because I think college football is just, it's going to change a lot within the next couple of years now that you can pay players. And someone who's very experienced in paying players who's also going to become available is Coach K. So Coach K is done with Duke. He comes to Notre Dame. Yeah. He does it for football. He pays all this. the players. Maybe we have Roy Williams as the assistant coach. Love it. I'm just saying it's out of the box. He's going to need a job. You know, I love that suggestion. I have only one to add. He would be a first time head coach, but I think his value system really aligns with Notre Dame football. And that would be Pope Francis. You know, they just get his little box, um, his bulletproof box, put it on, put it on the sideline and he just coaches from there. I think that could be really, really exciting for the Catholic church. I would, I really would love if Notre Dame did their coaching search much like they do the, yes, yes. Like all of a sudden there's black smoke and it's like, we found our guy. They have to, they have to touchdown. Jesus like has, yeah, maybe, maybe they open a hole and touchdown Jesus's mouth and smoke comes out of there and it looks like he just took a hit from a Joint. And that was fun. Who is it? Who is <sighs> Okay, on all um, of that ex- really want them, though. This is and this is gonna lead into um my my thing about gambling. Urban Meyer to Notre Dame. He says he doesn't want to. He says he's staying in Jacksonville. Well, I don't believe him. I and I think there would really be no better way for Urban to pay for his sins than spending time mm. in South Bend, Indiana at the Catholic institution that is Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think this this could really, really work for Urban. And if yeah. you're a Notre Dame fan, tell me you're not excited if the school hires Urban Meyer. He said it's his dream job before Ohio State. Well, I mean, but whose dream job isn't the Jacksonville Jaguars? So hard to compete. Oh, I think Urban's the guy. I know Eddie has talked himself into somebody else, but I think if you can get Urban, you you take him. I just hope they fail. (laughs) (laughs) Whoever they hire, you want them to lose. Yeah, why don't they just send Ogeron up to Notre Dame? Do a little switcheroo, wife swap. He'd be fun in Indiana. He really would. I, I don't hate it. Well, and we've heard that he likes a wife swap anyways. Um, Okay, on that note, I think we have talked all of the college football we could. And we'll be right back after this break. 
And we're back. Megan, you said you've gotten into gambling. Please, please let us know where, where that's led you spiritually. I'm feeling really good right now, which is probably a terrible sign. I think this is when addiction actually happens. You feel good about something Mm -hmm. you get. Yes. You get overly confident and you start betting everything. So yeah, I started betting last week. Um, I'm about even maybe up $10, which about even, but it has made watching games much more entertaining. I will say, um, I have a lock pick of the day. I texted our boss, big daddy, Sal about this. My lock pick for today is, um, Detroit mercy in basketball. They are six and a half point underdogs against Northeastern Northeastern has a six man rotation for their top guys are out. And I think it's an absolute lock. Everybody should bet their mortgage on it. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, it's, um, this is, this is a big pick because also, um, Mercy is three and one against the spread this year when they're getting five or more points and they're averaging 9.83 points per game, which is 45th in the country. So if you're listening to this and the game has not started, go bet Detroit Mercy over Northeastern six and a half point underdogs. And my pick of the week for the NFL. Why are you laughing? This is serious. I'm just laughing because like, I can tell, I can tell you're addicted and have a sickness already because you're talking about Detroit Mercy. It's like, how how did we get so far from these main schools? Well, I do have an addictive personality, so I knew when I was going to get into betting. Northeastern? You're betting? These are great. These are, I mean, they're, I love it. I'm excited. But I know when people start going deeper and deeper into places I've never heard of, then the addiction is real. You know, it's like, well, you're chugging mouthwash at this point. (laughs) I'm in. I have to place a bet today. Um... And then my other bet, and it relates back to the Notre Dame hire. This week in the NFL, the Los Angeles Rams, who have lost three games in a row, the red-hot Los Angeles Rams, who everybody thought were just going to be a wagon, but lost three games in a row. They have a home game against Urban Meyer and the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think Urban Meyer is going for the Notre Dame job. He needs an impressive win. Los Angeles is favored by 13 points and Jacksonville has been sneaky competitive. Mm-hmm. Four of their last eight losses have been decided by 10 points. Rams, like I said, three straight losses. Defense has been shaky. I'm taking the Jaguars to cover. Okay. So, and then after that, Urban Meyer doesn't take the team flight home. He either stays in LA, has yeah. some fun. Megan yeah. will be around. I, will. I don't know. I would you should look for Urban Meyer. Maybe you oh can be his, his guy that breaks the phone. But I think he's flying straight to South Bend, taking the Notre Dame job, and leaving Jacksonville behind. After I, they covered 13. I hope he dresses up at Santa and goes to the Americana and lets a lot of moms sit on his lap. Okay? You know what I mean? <laughs> Urban, come rub my belly. Um, Megan, those are great picks. I can't wait for this podcast to track your addiction. Um, very, very exciting. I can't wait to get a call from you. That's like, I can't read your baby. I'm watching women's high school basketball in Alabama. 
That's what's next for me. Betting yeah. on high school sports. Yeah. That, and that's when hey, you know you've know really. Now that I know 10-year-old phenom, I'm just going to bet on her to win every race. And Absolutely. I've, I have a friend who has a two-year-old son that I'm like, I'm, I'm putting money on him right now to win a golf tournament. Like Rory McIlroy's dad. He bet on his son young. Okay. So we believe in the children. Oh, speaking of the children, Extra Points um, shop is open right now and they're selling tons of new merch. So if you go to extrapoints.com and then click on the shop button, 20% of all proceeds are going to No Kid Hungry. That was my children tie-in. And there is Megan Fun of Sports merch right in time. You know, we're on day two of Hanukkah. I think you could get it. If you order it today, I think you could get it to be the big finale gift um for the eighth day i think it's eight days um yes eight days and then we have christmas coming up my anniversary wow a lot of things coming up um so make sure you go to extrapoints.com and go check out everything in the shop no kid hungry is an amazing organization and there really truly should be no kids hungry well, and um, I'll offer one out here for my Megan's Mega Lock of the Week. If um, someone bets a lot of money on it and tweets at me, maybe I'll uh, use my earnings to buy you a Megan Fun of Sports t-shirt. So tweet at me. Great. I think that's. I think this is a way um, for you to cost yourself even more money. I love this. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be stuck in Orlando for the rest of your life. Um, okay. I can't afford it anymore. Exactly. You're like, listen, the, the, have you ever seen the queen of Versailles? Talk about a fun documentary. Oh, you gotta watch <laughs> no, it. It's in it. Florida. Please. Okay. It's a great Christmas watch too. Okay. That's all, all I'll right. say. Um, well, I also in my betting, just real quick, we had the Megan's mega lock of the week. It's Detroit mercy and it's the Jacksonville Jaguars covering, but I also did a futures bet on the Patriots to win the AFC Championship game last week. I got plus 650 odds. This week, the odds are plus 450. Oh, wow. So I'm just saying I could make a lot on that. Absolutely. And while you're on extrapoints.com, make sure you go sign up for the arcade. It's absolutely free. You just need name, email, and you can join into the competitions for the college um, picks, NFL picks, and NFL props. I am not doing great in my NFL picks because I pick with my heart, and my heart is pretty stupid. Um, and the NFL is really... <sighs> kind of confusing right now. The AFC playoff picture is murky. There doesn't seem to be a team that wants to emerge as the front runner. So I think that's why your Patriots pick went from 650 to 450 because it's like, yeah, when all else fails, maybe it's Bill Belichick. Um, And the Browns were uh, playing for lead of the AFC North this week, fell short. Um, a wild game where there were upwards of how many turnovers? Six, seven, eight? Yeah, it was, yeah, it wasn't good. It was really wild. I There was such good TV on Sunday night. I'm really having trouble between <sighs> Nicki Minaj hosting the Real Housewives of Potomac, Potomac um, finale reunion and Kendall Roy's birthday party on Succession. Oh, it was hard to pick. Um, But the reality TV drama continues in Cleveland 
because Baker Mayfield's wife has weighed in again, um, despite us giving her warnings that maybe she shouldn't, but I guess she did not listen to the pod. I don't think she listens to any podcast that just even mention the Cheesecake Factory. So um, she has released a statement that she does not want people to give up on her husband. And well, we were waiting for the statement because mm-hmm. it all started with Kareem Hunt's dad. Great. <laughs> sort of trashing Baker and mm-hmm. saying that he looks hurt and everybody knows that he's hurt and you know he needs to be tougher and all of these things. And so we put that in our rundown and then we said, oh, we'll wait to see if Baker's wife chimes in. Yeah. And sure enough, about an hour ago, she did. Yep. Like clockwork. I mean, I wish we could bet on her chiming in. You know, like that's the type of, you're betting on the games. I want to be betting on the wives. Um, I want to be betting on what food Kelly Stafford's going to throw next to that sort of fun. Is it going to be a glass of Chardonnay? So she did say, we are quick to forget the good times during the bad times. That's all I'm saying. Don't quit on the dude when he's down. No apostrophe. He didn't quit on us when we were. Wow. Okay, Emily. Do we have a thought that maybe there's a little trouble in paradise at home and she's just venting about her relationship. I don't know. I, I, I almost see it that it could be, Oh my God. I just, this is NF. I just stumbled upon an article that's NFL QBs as women. <laughs> it's and great. It's, Have you seen them Photoshop? Yes. It's really it's, great. It's one of my favorites. It's, oh it's my awesome. Gosh, it's funny. Um, I, and Jimmy Garoppolo still hot. Not, I don't not think I don't think Emily would be doing this without Baker's blessing at this point. I almost think that um, Baker is using Emily as his burner account. Okay, That's I my like conspiracy. that. I, I do think it's interesting that it, it has to come from Kareem Hunt's father, and then we have Baker Mayfield's wife chiming in and. It's clear that for whatever reason, like we got rid of OBJ and it's yeah, like, oh, everything dad. will be fine now in Cleveland because OBJ is gone and he hated Baker. But but people are still angry at Baker. And also, yeah. like she's talking about these these good times like they went to one playoff game. What good times have there really been for the Cleveland Browns? I love that um, Kareem Hunt's dad criticized him on Facebook. Such a dad place to criticize. Um, And I actually don't think it's that big of a deal. Um, He responded, now I'm getting people on Facebook saying I'm being like OBJ daddy. Um, But he, you know, he says, I'm not jeopardizing nothing. I got a right to speak. I ain't posted no videos. Have a good day. Go Browns. Hopefully. Oh boy. He's, he says he's limping. He's scared to throw the ball. And I know he's hurt. I don't think it's that big of a deal to say if someone's hurt. I don't think that's even a criticism. I think that's, do I think Kareem Hunt's dad needs to be weighing in? Probably not. Um, but yeah, Kareem Hunt is on my fantasy team. And so I wish they were not fighting for selfish reasons. But yeah, I just don't really know what um, what Emily's talking about here with um, these good times, because if you're a Browns fan, I mean, I'm not. So I can't really speak for all of them, but I don't think there's been many great times. I think maybe she's referring to last year only. (laughs) It was okay, but I don't know if we're going to just say great. Like it was, you know, they made it to the playoffs for the first time um, in forever. 
Gosh, Sunday night, Sunday night football used a graphic of a Browns player dressed as a court jester. And it was like entertaining the rest of the AFC North. And I thought, this is a low blow. Um, Like the Ravens and the Steelers, they were the Kings. And then the Browns guy was the court jester. So it is like, I do feel for them. Um, I also think every Browns fan I know is so delusional that uh, I don't even see them as overly critical, mean fans. I see them as like, we're fine. We're going to get through this. That it does seem strange that there's this much, this much drama and finger pointing. Cause I really don't even see the fans finger pointing that much from the ones I know. I just think if you're the Browns, you have to accept that, um, Baker's your quarterback and you either want him or you don't. And I think that he's going to be average at best forever. He <laughs> obviously deserves a spot in the league, but this is, just, I mean, he's hurt right now, so it's not as good as it's going to get, but it's not getting much better than this. Yeah. Six and six, so are the Colts, you know? And no one's fighting, not even on hard knocks. If anything, I want more wives. I want to see more Colts wives. We're not getting a lot of wives. And I think maybe because most of them are white. <laughs> Your Colts, they did almost upset Tom Brady, yeah. which I was rooting for but I don't think they're done yet no I hope not I hope not but they're gonna they have, have a big to, game coming up against my Patriots they're so. gonna have to pretty close to win out and I will let you know if you can make it to Los Angeles um my husband and I we are throwing a small gathering um probably gonna get smaller because of this Omicron bitch uh for that December 18th Saturday game between the Patriots and Colts which then is going to lead to directly into the Frank Gore boxing match Ooh, that is going to be a day. I sadly will be in Chicago. I'm in L.A. the week before, so that's not going to work out. I will be betting on the Northwestern men's basketball team taking on DePaul. So, oh, my God, you've got I mean, bets it's up there. that far in advance. Okay, well, we'll zoom you in. Um, and uh, to that, I say go horse, you know? horse. All right, Megan. Well, it was really great chatting with you today. Um, thanks for supporting my gambling addiction. I hope your neighbor's cool is, uh, done by the time that you get home. And maybe next time I go to LA, we can, um, have a pool party at their house without telling them. I'll keep you posted as to what I've decided to sabotage them with. And in the spirit of that, I say happy holidays. <laughs>